Here we go. Recording in three, two, one. Greetings, friends, family, and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 80 of Dungeons Dining and Dorks. Hang on, I got it. I got it. Trying to keep my microphone from falling down. <laughs> so Angela's got like a busy evening because this is not her I, only recording I tonight. I am so busy tonight. Like Angela's a popular person on the internet. Uh, I don't know if anybody's noticed we're, this. We're pretending I am. Like she's got fans. In fact, we got to go to like to the Canada <laughs> and because she's got fans. No, I have friends. <laughs> she's got. She's friends. got a. She's got to go up there and do a meetup. That's how popular she is now. A meetup. A graveyard tapes An thing. Event. So, anyway. <laughs> An event. <Jeez>. Anyway. <laughs> the graveyard tapes. Well, what about you? Well, what about you, Edwin? What are you? What are? What about you? What about me? Are you popular yet? Oh. With your hiking and stuff. Heck no. <laughs> Heck no. Me popular? I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Well, you are. Well, you're up an extra hobby. What? You are picking up an extra hobby. I do, but that's just a... It's because it's a... What do you call it? When you find yourself enjoying a thing that you absolutely like to do, but then you absolutely... Then you find something that... That's... What's going on? <laughs> okay, I'm weird. still hearing the lead-in music. Oh. Yeah, that's music. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. There. So, anyways. The, um... You know how you have, like, a, a thing that you absolutely like to do? And but like you find out that there's other things that sort of tied to that that you can also do. Uh, so a hobby. Yeah, it's like a hobby that has to do with something that you really enjoy, right? But not necessarily yeah. that particular thing. So, anyways, I've gotten into photography, and this isn't the first time. This isn't my first rodeo in photography, though. But it is my first rodeo in modern photography. With the cameras being all digital. Yeah, and I had a big learning curve. And... My mic. Holy crap. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Technical difficulties. Hold on. Ooh, it's it sounds, That sounded like one of those 8-bit yeah. explosions. Okay, so anyways. So, I don't know anything about digital photography. I've been asking a lot of questions, especially with the people at my work who are into photography. It's a fun fact. There's a lot of people at my work who are very into photography that I had no idea. I came for the world of film. 35 millimeter film. That's where I left off. <laughs> Black and white. You know? Or, you know, the... the where... You had a limited shot of between 34, 12, 24, or 36 shots, depending on the role of the film, right? Remember those days? Am I aging myself? A little bit, <laughs> maybe, but okay. it's okay. Anyways, um, you know, and then you, you know, you've developed that film, you put it in like this like can looking thing in the dark, and then you put like really, you know, nauseous chemicals in it, and you shake it all about. Then you do the hokey pokey. Yeah, and then and you, you cross your fingers and hopefully your roll doesn't like 
like deteriorate or explode or actually comes out. And hope that nobody <laughs> decides to walk in while things are developing. Exactly. Anyways, <laughs> that's the world that I came from. But today's world is instamatic in a very crazy sense, right? Take a picture. Hey, there's your photo. But it's there's a lot to it now because now you have to talk about megapixels and how much they don't matter and then you have to talk about frames do you want APS-C do you want full frame oh there's another thing called micro micro four thirds and a bunch of other stuff and I'm kind of like my head's spinning around like I'm, I being me I went to the library and got books <laughs> <laughs> so yes okay I, you till, I utilize my local library um good if you keep an eye on Edwin's uh, Instagram, yeah, for 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 those yeah for those of you who have seen my Instagram, I've been taking a lot of like wilderness pictures and like hiking pictures um, of all the different state parks in and around where I live in Minnesota. I think I've been to like what nine now or ten. Are you trying nine to do that passporting? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I've got a passport. The passport is basically this thing where you stamp a thing in every state park and get free stuff. Yes, it's it's a it's a it's a it's an incentive. There's also the hiking club one that I also do, which is also an incentive to get free stuff. So, like free stays at a, a campsite or or what have you, or patches and stuff like that. It's kind of it's it's good. It gets you out. Um, every time I have a really tough day at work, I wish I was in a I was out in the woods. <laughs> so. <laughs> Everyone keep an eye on Edwin's Instagram page to see how his uh, photography skills develop. <laughs> yeah. What's, you what's your handle? My handle is DIY Edwin on Instagram. I'm thinking about Check starting a Flickr page. I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> is Flickr still if, alive? I think Flickr's still alive. I'm not quite sure yet. Oh, okay. Again, I'm diving into unknown territory here because the last time I was doing photography, I had a GeoCities page. <laughs> so, remember okay. GeoCities? That is dating yourself. That is dating myself. Yes, I had a GeoCities page. So, um, you know, and I and I convinced my 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 dad to buy me a uh, a six hundred dollars scanner. Just for you know. Wow. Yeah, and this was like back in like. She is 95? Late 90s, 96? early 2000s, somewhere in there. Yeah. And so, just to, so I can, like, scan pictures to put on my GeoCities page. <laughs> <laughs> right? GeoCities. Wow. GeoCities. Yes. Wow. Anyway. Well, let, let's, let's, um, let's try to feel a little younger here. Pam. <laughs> Please give me something. I don't. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna Let's talk make about you guys it. either younger or older. <laughs> but um, the biggest news in my life right now is that I'm gonna be starting school. So I, I'm a student again. Yay! A student. Yeah. Yeah. It feels weird, doesn't it? Like whenever I say, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna be a student," it just feels weird. Because you, you never think that you'd be a student, like, at my age. I'm not going to say the exact <laughs> age. <laughs> but I know I know it's it's common for working adults yeah. to go back to college. I did it. To further their career, right? which is awesome. Angela, Angela just, and I did it. 
yeah, I, it's I, just, I need to go back again to finish. Yeah. It's but, just that with the term student, you just yeah. assume, oh, it's a high school graduate. <laughs> or even just a high like, school. You know what? You I, like, it implies young. I think that's sort naive. of. <laughs> well, I think that's sort of like. That stereotype is pretty much dead at this point. Not in this economy. <laughs> just because, Well, no, because of this economy. Because the. Well, right, yeah. Yeah. I was joking, but oh. not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, a lot of people who go to college first, you know, they have. They're like, you know. You turn 18, you're brighter and bushy-tailed, and you want to be a, you know, you know, a microbiologist or whatever the heck, you know. And seven, seven well, major changes later, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Even if right. you can well, reach that far, it's. I honestly think that, like, for those that I know, I know, I know that there are students out there that are gonna start classes, yeah, like in grade school and high school and all. I, I just want to let you all know I feel your pain <laughs> because I checked I checked D2L and I'm oh god I hate that yeah, I know I know <laughs> for those of you who don't know what D2L is and you're li like listening it's, to some completely different uh, like school area desire to learn is what we call here in minnesota and it is the most hokiest title ever <laughs> i'm sorry it's like blackboard i know blackboard is like this uh which is like another system for schools where you like you do online learning you turn in your homework on it you get lectures on it, you get like handouts off of it and you know you can check your grades on it. it's like that it's that's basically what this whole system is and it's so janky. <laughs> I guess that means they haven't really gotten the bugs out of it since last time I had classes. It's not. It's I don't know. Like last time I used it was the like what, 2016. So yeah, the layout of it it has changed over the years because I I used to go to the U way back when, and it was like, oh, do you remember your student ID? And I'm like, it's been years. What is my student ID? <laughs> And I log in and I'm like, oh, this is totally different from what I'm yeah. I, I'm used to. And I checked D2L and they say that my online class starts on Saturday. The first assignment for that class due on the following Sunday. Holy cow. The very next day. The it, I have two days to complete the first assignment. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is a great crash course. Wow. Uh, uh, what the Hopefully it's <laughs> it's 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 a it's a course regarding of IT stuff, so <laughs> This is a keyboard. Have... This is a mouse. If... <laughs> I'm sorry. How do you fix it? I turn it off and on again. <laughs> <laughs> And, which well, which okay, of these so, is a so word processor? Thing, which of these is well, a word processor? So like, <laughs> another thing, because so we're mentioning IT stuff. Yeah. E textbooks. Ugh, I yeah. I this is completely new to me because <laughs> I never had an E textbook. Yeah. So, and I need it for both my classes, and I have two classes. One is all online, and the other is an in person. And I was like, how does that work? 
And maybe I am, maybe my babe is showing at this point. Because I'm like, how does that work in an in-person uh, setting? Do either of you know? Okay, so I took an online class. I've taken an online class when I was in college. Okay. 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 And this was like when online classes started to become a thing. You know, this was like way, yeah. way back when. This was like, what, 2008? 2009 so this was a while back ago and yeah and you know e-textbooks was basically it wasn't really a thing yet but you could get it like they had like these textbooks that you bought like a hard copy like you can kill someone with this textbook because it's so heavy right yeah one of those uh, but then you could get a online version of like a like a like a like a like a you know, they give you a code in it. Oh. You know, and, but then we didn't have tablets back then. So you had to like look at it on a computer, right? Like a laptop or whatever, like a, a mm -hmm. standard, you know, a standard computer. And it was awful. <laughs> it was just awful. The The good thing about it though, I'll give you this, a, uh, an ebook, right? Mm -hmm. searching is great if you need to search well, for yeah. something or if you have to search for like an answer or a or you're looking for like you know like i don't remember freaking this and then you type that in into an ebook and it'll it'll search it for you right because okay. you know you can't do that in a, you can't do it nearly as fast in a standard textbook Mm. You know, so yeah, that's true. That's but true. <laughs> annotating, annotating on a on an ebook sucks. <laughs> it's you know, let's just let's just you know, let's not uh, kid ourselves here. Annotating on an ebook sucks. Like you can't write on the margins, right? And you can't, uh, you know, you can bookmark, but there's something about like writing with a pen, like a pencil or a pen on paper. That you retain it better, and you really can't do that. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> there are there are studies that show that having physical movement involved in the remembering of things is, is something that actually helps improve re on remembering things. And when you're typing it in, is is less physical movement. So yeah, so it's so yeah. The first it'll be interesting. My first <laughs> my first day is. I'm gonna be bringing my laptop yep. and mouse, yep. my uh, my iPad just in case. Yep. I don't know, and pen and paper. I'm just gonna mm -hmm. bring everything. I'll be like, okay, how does this all work? <laughs> like, and Angela knew this was that like my second go around in college because I went to college. I was like you, right? I I went to college first, yeah. and then I went back to college because I hated my other one, right? And Right. So, long story short, I went back to college, but it was expected already that when you went back to college, and this was like the 2010s, right? You had to have a laptop, especially when you're in IT school, right? You cannot, uh, yeah. you really can't get away from not having a laptop because you're always in front of a computer. Right. And so everybody and you know everybody and their you know their pets were carrying laptops <laughs> <I'm just> like <laughs> you know 
it, it was just, uh, you know, every, every class that I went to, right. It looked, we turned like a normal classroom to a computer lab because there's just laptops everywhere. And everyone's like trying to find a place to plug in, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a given to have a laptop. If not, you know, like I, like I haven't. If you're taking like I don't know like an English class, I'm sure you can get away with just having a tablet. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I mean, personally, I prefer a laptop because of the yeah. keyboard. Yeah. So. so but yeah. Um. I remember some guy going into one of my programming classes, and he brought in an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you. He brought in an iPad, and he had like a keyboard, right? An iPad, right. and this was a this was a Java class, <laughs> and and I it's like I'm sitting there like sort of like thinking to myself like like he's not gonna be able to use that in this class like at all right <laughs> so luckily they had computers like like just computers on the edges of the edge of the classroom so when he oh, finally okay. realized that there was no IDE for a, for Java on a, on an iPad. <laughs> You know, during that time, you, you just basically close it and like turned to, you know, did an about face and like got into a computer. It was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, man. so I will, so I will report back with how my first day of, uh, first week of class goes and, uh, wish me luck in getting yeah. that in my assignment by Sunday. <laughs> oh, hey, good gosh. luck. I don't remember. I don't miss homework to tell you the truth. Like, I, <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of PTSD stuff here. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, why don't we talk ooh, about something fun? Uh, Angela. Angela. Yeah. Are you yeah. anything fun? Oh, you know it. Okay. I have started playing Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> she confiscated ooh. from me, people. I, I, I did. He got... <laughs> he, he bought it, and... I played it for like a hot second until Angela took it. Yep, I, I, I started playing <laughs> to say, hey, Edwin, I'm going to play. What? Uh, okay. So, yeah, I, I I stole the game. I started playing. Holy cow. I, I won't give any spoilers just in case you have any intention of playing, but the beginning of that game has some disturbing imagery. Oh, you mean that little bug thing? Shush. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Hey, I'm pretty sure there's no secret that there are mind flayers in that game. Yeah. We'll leave it there Ooh. on that. Yeah. Of course okay, they had then. to have mind flayers. I mean, they had to like appease the the Stranger Things crowd. <laughs> I'm not sure it was about that. Well, that but- was the first baddie in the was a mind flayer. But. But anyway, yeah, so mind flayer disturbing imagery. Also, I, I I feel that I need to warn you. If there's anyone who doesn't know what a mind flayer is or an illithid and and you have intentions of playing Baldur's Gate 3, do not feed the dying mind flayer. <laughs> Do do not. Oh wow! I didn't. I do didn't, not give it a smooch. I didn't get what she was talking about until I got to that part. <laughs> do do not okay. feed it. I, I I want I want just the 
like add in a, a, a funny story of me and Angela. Hey, Angela. Yeah. Doesn't that remind you of a certain dream that I had? <laughs> so for those, I don't think this was ever discussed in past episodes, but I had a weird dream that my my then husband Jeff was like slowly turning into a zombie and Angela being the sweet innocent person she is she was like why don't I just try to talk the zombie out of him and of course I was like Angela I don't think that's how it works and she's and but she was like no 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 let me try and of course she tried of course she got bit I had to bonk Jeff with the bat bonk Jeff Yes, and so, and that dream ended with me just chilling on a couch, and Angela was on the other side of the couch, bleeding from her neck, because she got bit, and here I was, just waiting <laughs> for her to turn, my hands still on the bat, <laughs> and I woke up, yeah, and so I told her, Angela, <laughs> you can't talk the zombie out. <laughs> I'm sure I can, though. Don't talk the zombie out. Don't talk. Don't talk the. Don't talk the zombie out of it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. Yeah, sorry. I'm gonna talk the mind flayer out of the mind flayer. I'll. I'm sure, I'll I'm, show you. It could be done. I'm yeah, sure. I'm. I'm sure that's a good idea. <laughs> it would be funny if there was like a like a mod. Oh my gosh. Do you it, want to talk to it? Of course. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, so, but anyways, yeah, that's yeah. Don't yeah, feed the mind. don't feed the mind players. But yeah. oh, oh, oh goodness, the art in that game is just incredible. Mm. Yes, the things connected to the mind player and and the things in the beginning. Yeah, it's disturbing, but holy cow, like it it is incredible artwork. Like as soon as you get out of that section, there's a lot of prettiness to look at. You can you can turn off. I didn't know you could turn off the R-ratedness out of a game. Oh yeah, that was it, that yeah, was something. Um, I, when I first came, when came, Chris came across that, like it gave you like a like the switch where it's like like what was that? I forgot what it said, but it basically went along the lines of of turn off nudity. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. So, so yeah, there there are a lot of options. Um, the nudity one that's actually that is a toggle where you actually uh turn on the nudity instead of turning it off yeah so it defaults on on the safer side of it and you you can choose to make it a little yeah higher rating i guess um <laughs> it turns it to pg-13s basically happens <laughs> yeah so uh yeah, there's there's a whole lot of settings that that uh, will change your experience of the game. Yeah. Um, like there is, there are settings for um, reactions, which are, you know, basically like the D and D five E rules, where uh, oh during during a round you can do an opportunity attack, or some characters will have other yep. uh, reactions that they can use. Like a fighter yep. has an opportunity to smack someone back if yep. they if they get attacked, or some. I think another one has an opportunity to uh, to misty step if they get approached or something, 
Are there reaction spells? Like shield is a reaction spell. I, I feel like this game is a good intro to anybody who kind of wants to know what D and D is. You know, I, you, because it you, yeah. it makes you roll for stuff. It makes you yeah. roll for checks. Like it makes you. What was it, that? Like it gave me. I had to do like an investigation check. Yeah. Oh gosh. And, <laughs> there, you haven't got to this part yet, but there there is a part where it starts rolling perception checks for you. Oh, like passive perceptions? No, no. like like actual perception checks. Oh. As you get as you get close to certain areas, you'll start seeing this little thing pop up over your over the character's heads, like. Failed perception check. Succeeded perception check. Yeah. Yeah, so there are perception checks that happen. That's, that is great, because the thing is, is that... Like, for instance, right? My brothers don't play D&D. They want to know what D&D is, but they don't play D&D, because in their in their eyes, it's, it's too much math. <laughs> okay? <laughs> it's not that much math. It's just, it's just too much math. But, like, they come from a world of, like, RPG games, right? Where all the math is done for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a good step, I think, to to that world and like full on tabletop, like Dungeons and Dragons with full on dice and character sheets, because it gives a very good taste of what D and D is. And and some of the monsters and baddies that yeah. you face. Yeah, and there's no, you know, and you you don't really have to imagine anything because it's right there on the screen, right? And whereas in D and D, like you're pretty much, you know, like imagining it in your mind what's happening. Yeah. You know, and asking questions like, where am I, as opposed to this, you know, to the you know to the to the mimic, <laughs> right? And and it it also like. There's there's a there's limits to how much you can move in D and D, and this one like it actually kind of lets you choose your path. Like it'll have some automatic paths to get you from point A to point B, but it'll also like let you choose a different path if you want to. Like yes, it says that this and this path here is likely to be the most efficient. There, I think there's still some some there's some work to be done with that. Because there are some areas where it wasn't actually giving me the best path. There was one spot where I got confused about who the enemy was. Someone someone went aggro on me and I had a little... Yeah. It took me a little while to figure out who exactly was the bad guy. Because it's like, well, I can't exactly fight this guy. Maybe I'm supposed to run away. But no, there was, yeah. there, was, there was something there. I got confused with that at the beginning of the thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I was like, wait a minute. Shouldn't I be attacking that guy because he is the guy who, I don't know, kidnapped me? What am I doing? Edwin, you know? no spoilers! Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's good. So, anybody, yeah. it's it's available for PS5 if anybody is interested and it's on Steam. I think most of the people who are playing it are no, Steam people. I, I don't know that it's on PS5 yet, but yet? it will be. It will be? Okay. Yeah. So, and it's going to have it's um, co-op-y. You can do co-op if yeah. you And and it's going to be, I think, cross-platform. Yeah. Uh, game saving. I think so, it is because they already gave me a choice. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. But it's exciting. 
Yeah. There's lots of options, and I'm just waiting to see where my choices take me. So how long did you spend on character creation? I actually didn't spend that long because it doesn't actually go into the whole um, fine-tuning the face shapes. There are set face shapes that you can choose from, but you don't... Like, you don't have to use them, though. I It wouldn't get me to the adjust the nose size. Oh! It wouldn't It wouldn't let me get to that. So. Okay. So, so it saved you a couple of hours. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I... <laughs> I must confess, my oh. my halfling bard Pepper. Yeah, let's yeah, let's, let's, let's figure I, that. Out. I created another Pepper for Baldur's Gate three. That's all right, because I created Aww. I created a Mugsy. So, <laughs> of course, nice. of course, you're gonna create characters from your character list, right? <laughs> if you're already playing Dungeons and Dragons, you just can't help it. You kind of have to, right? And, at some point, if you've got a favorite character, you will do You're that. You're going to have to do it. I was going to make one out of Balnor. I probably will make one for Balnor, but... <laughs> anyway, Edwin, you've been hearing something about people who have been playing Baldur's Gate already. Yes. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Okay, I need to know how this happens. I need to know... I'm kind of flabbergasted about this because a little... Okay, so Baldur's Gate was released... The first weekend of Baldur's Gate was released already. That weekend, by the end of that weekend, less a little less than 370 people already finished the freaking game. How? Oh, speedrunners. How? Speed how? Up There's all hundred, night. Well, Lots no. of caffeine. Well, here's the thing. So, this is coming out of Gizmodo. Uh, when was this printed? Um, let's see. Published Monday at 12 p.m. So, I guess it's this Monday? Last Monday? Okay. So, <clears throat> here's the thing. Baldur's Gate is a freaking long game. Right? It comes in acts. Right? I don't think we've even barely touched Act 1. Okay, and then there's 170 Jane. hours of cutscenes. Okay. My guess. They probably skipped the cutscenes. Probably skipped all the cutscenes. Yeah. Probably didn't bother to build relationships with their companions. Probably skipped all the side quests. There's probably a whole lot of content that they skipped over just to speed run through it, through the main storyline. So here's the thing. Um... So, the guy who wrote this only managed to sink in 80 hours over the past 11 days or so uh, the game has been out. So, I guess people don't have lives? I don't know. I just kind of like, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little worried. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I'm just a little worried. Um, so last weekend you played. What was this? So there was a. Uh, I don't know where this came from, but there was one here that said like, last weekend you played 1,225 years of Baldur's Gate 3. As we head into the second weekend of launch, we've compiled some tasty stats for you 
to sink your teeth into. And this is where it came from. Less than just under 370 people managed to complete a playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3 by the end of its launch weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's there's, a little... there's a lot of content that they missed. They they were clearly in it for the challenge rather than the story. Yeah, I just so I know there's speedrunners out there, but what's the fun in speedrunning? I, I, is it just a challenge? It's I, definitely I not it's, for storyline. Right? I think it's mostly to <laughs> brag that you finished first. But you're not gonna get any prize money. Well, maybe you get like Twitch streamers, right? Yeah, <laughs> my yeah, it's it's like I I think it's just like looking for internet clout. Like they're just like I finished the game in this amount of time, and here's what I found out. Like just giving spoilers to the people who want spoilers, but there's a whole lot that they're missing because aren't there like a bazillion different possible endings in this game? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> there is so much content that they missed. Here's the other. Here's the other fun fact, is that ninety-three percent of players chose to make their own character instead of using the preset characters. Yep. That's kind mm -hmm. of. Okay. That's that's I feel like that's that sounds about right. <laughs> um, see, and details like how those players. Okay, so uh, shout out to my fellow paladins and details like how those players have engaged with the game's romance systems. Historian is breaking <clears throat> hearts all over Faerun, and its <laughs> novel physics heavy approach to D and D combat. Pro tip for the many fans of pushing people off ledges: consider the repelling Eldritch Blast. <laughs> okay so anyways yeah so it's um yeah it, here's the thing and it's here's a here's a little thing too here and it's wild that this that many people finished the game right mm -hmm. this first weekend that Baldur's Gate 3 is probably a lot longer than most actual D&D tabletop campaigns wow <laughs> so how long was our first tip <laughs> Tabletop campaign, or the first section that I DM, it was like a little over a year. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Wow. So, so start the clock. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I thought that was that's 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 insane to me, and I worry. Um, you know, make sure you eat. Actual make food. sure you make sure you remember that sleep is a thing that's important. Yeah. Stay hydrated. And right. <laughs> regarding the sleep, you but, do need more than three hours to function as a human. Yeah, four hours not at to mention, minimum. Yeah, like not to mention food is good. Yeah, food is good. Make sure your bodily needs are met, and do not, do not start wearing diapers just to eliminate Ew. bathroom time. Yeah, I can just smell it from here. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh. Do not <laughs> let yourself uh, wallow in squalor Blah. for the sake of the game. <laughs> it's like it's like that one South Park episode where they were playing World of Warcraft, the World of Warcraft episode, and they're trying to take down this gank, this guy who was ganking people, and it turned out to be this guy who hasn't stepped out of his like mom's basement for a very long time and he's <laughs> he was like there's like a bag of Doritos and like <laughs> and like Mountain Dew right there. I think I, I think I do remember that, remember that? very vaguely. <laughs> yeah. 
just take care of yourselves, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Game responsibly. Yeah, game responsibly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I've got okay. one more. Record, recording pause. Recording pause. Oh. That. All right. All right. Continue. All right. That was just a time check. <laughs> um, anyways, yep. um, I got one more thing here to talk about, and I am going to play this. Okay. So, the um, the other story I have is that. Well, first of all, I want to pose a question to Angela, and I want to pose because Pam. Okay. Probably mostly because mm-hmm. Angela is like the art the art person here, <laughs> and that. There's art hanging all over our house that's hers. So, <laughs> the question is, AI-generated artwork. How do you feel about that? I have strong opinions. Okay, here we go. Round one. All right. <laughs> AI can be a very useful tool for creators of original content, particularly those who have a body of works that they would like to uh, continue on and want to use as kind of fodder for their own AI. Um, For example, like say an artist uh, does a lot of portraiture, but uh, gets an injury to their hand. They can do some of what they used to do, but not the full extent. It could be very useful for them to, you know, feed the feed their past art into the the ai so they can get the texture of their past drawings so okay it, so it could be a very useful tool also for uh for artists who want to get a specific texture to their sure. pictures they can they can take their own um original like photographs to get the textures if they've got their own original material to feed into it that could be a very useful tool for them so they can get that art that that exists in their head but just won't make it onto a canvas. That's it, it can be a very useful tool. Okay. However, when a specific artist's work is fed into this AI to create the ai images and they start and this the person who feeds another artist's work into an ai bot if they're trying to sell posters or you know monetize that in any sort of way that's where it's you have issues with it makes me very very angry okay like there's on tiktok there's this one um studio ghibli filter sure I refuse to use that one uh-huh. because it's not it's it's not creating genuinely new characters. Yeah. It's basically taking features of Hayao Miyazaki's characters and and just kind of mixing and matching them into something similar to your features. Yeah, it's it's. I think that is unfair to Hayao Miyazaki. Okay. It, just okay. It's, <laughs> okay. Before okay. It's counterfeit. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna it's, count to three. <laughs> okay. I have. So. I have opinions. Yeah, you do. Um. Okay. Onward. So, onward. <laughs> okay. So so it's a tool, but not a means to an end. It it sh- well it should not be 
it should not be fed with other people's other people's artwork yeah, to make it, your own yeah it should only ai generated artwork needs to be fed only with stuff that's you know uh public domain yep or or by the, the artwork of the person intending to use it. Yeah. Okay. It, so that's my that's my opinion. Okay. So here's the thing. The reason why we we're discussing this is because uh, Business Insider had an article out back in August seventh, and apparently one of the illustrators for that were commissioned to create art for the next up and coming. Uh, volume of Dungeons and Dragons, which I think is called Big B Presents Glory of the Giants. It they find they found out that the art the artist was using AI generated artwork, and it became a thing. <laughs> um, so I, I saw that article. Yeah. So basically long story short dungeons and dragons says its illustrators are not allowed to use ai to generate artwork the company said it is also updating its guidance after discovering a commissioned artist has used the tech okay um ai generated artwork has sparked ethical concerns and copyright issues what you were saying right mm -hmm. this is why sag aftra is sort of on strike right now right because one, so. yep. one of the one of the legality things is um, that there was there was um, kind of legal talks about this and where it's AI uh, there are some who consider that anything generated by AI if it is not a singular source of material being fed into it then the AI, like there, there is no copyright on that work because it was not created by a human. Mm -hmm. However, if it's fed with material, like specifically material from a single artist mm -hmm. that did not give their permission for mm -hmm. it to be used, then that's that's where the debate starts is like is yeah. that still outside of copyright because it was not created by a human or yeah. is it is it infringing on copyright because it was fed like it was it was trained on artwork from a singular source yeah so which you know there are a lot of artists like who who are coming out like do not use my art in your bots. Do not yeah. use my AI to train. Yeah. Do, do not use your. My, do not use my art to train your my AI. My problem is that my only thing. My problem with AI is, especially when it comes to artwork, right? It's. I mean, just the fact that a human didn't create it. So what's the? There isn't really any. There's nothing really behind the artwork, except for, you know, except for an algorithm, <laughs> right? And I feel like that's that's a huge mistake when it comes to like the purpose of art, 
right? Mm-hmm. Why we have art in the first place, right? Like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine, like, you know, finding out that Michelangelo was actually created, Michelangelo paintings and artwork was actually created by a bot. Like, that would, like, destroy me, <laughs> you know? Or Caravaggio was actually created by a bot, you know? Yeah, I can't, like, I cannot imagine a world where I go over to the Minneapolis Institute of Art and the exhibit is AI-generated artwork. <laughs> like, that to yeah, me is just completely wrong. Like a lot of a lot of people consider the def- mm-hmm. the definition of art to include like the human experience that is encapsulated within that. Yeah. So like it, the emotions and and the experiences of the of the artist creating it. Um. So there, I, I I feel like I feel like the purpose of it is that to see the person's skill. And their passion behind the art, right? Because a lot of the passion of the art comes out from the art artists, right? I mean, yeah. we went to the Pasita Bot exhibit like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like stuff behind that because of the artist, right? What she was going through, what she was thinking, and what she was. The people around her who she'd met. She met, yeah. What she wanted to convey, what. Like there's there's there is genuinely speaking, there is purpose behind the art. Like there's a message that the artist wants to say. Yeah. And they put that into their paintings. Like there's a lot of um there's a lot of historical paintings where uh where it's like what is going on here and like if you look here, you'll see this subtle thing that may have escaped your attention. And it actually is a representation of this thing going on. And it's not like the whole, oh, this is an abstract, this symbolizes this. Like, no, this is like common symbolism in like Renaissance art or art of the area. Like the dog generally symbolizes this because mm-hmm. that's how it was in the era. A cat symbolizes this. So when they put a cat into the picture, it sends a very different message to the people of that era than it does to us who just say, oh, look, a cat. Mm-hmm. Like, or there's um, there's this one with uh, a young lady on a train, and she looks very, very upset. Like, she... she I, okay, I'm getting this from a YouTube channel card. I think it's called Art Deco. I'll have to look into that later. But the lady goes into depth on this one. This young lady riding a train. She looks upset. She's looking at the, like, she's looking at the viewer of the painting, like, almost, like, almost begging for help. And there's a creepy guy behind her. Mm-hmm. And, like, the the person on that channel points out, like, this this hand over here that you you hardly see this hand but it looks like it's clutching something and it likely would have been a hat pin Mm. because at the time women weren't allowed to have you know weapons or self-defense things so they used their hat pins as a weapon they yep they would stab people with hat pins if they were being attacked yeah as she like knowing that she was likely clutching what was her only weapon it's like holy cow the scene is a lot more sinister than I ever realized. Yeah. So, so 
anyways, um, yes. I thought that was, I mean, this, back to the article, is that I think it was interesting that I'm kind of glad that they're doing this. Yeah. Because it makes, <clears throat> it makes like, you know, the, the books that we have for Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. right? All the, all the, all the manuals and stuff mm-hmm. that we have. It makes it more dangerous because you know there is a person behind that who created yeah. artwork behind that. That's why the book is expensive. Yeah. And another <laughs> another you know? thing about it though, um, knowing that they will not be allowing their artists to create AI art. Yeah. Like I'm sure if they're using it as a tool that's fed by their own art, there's nothing to worry about because it's like that's their own artwork going into sure. their own artwork. But it it ensures that the artists that could potentially work there in the future will not be devalued because of the flood of AI art. Yeah. It, it's having places like forbid AI art, like strictly AI developed art yeah. from entering it's, their material. Yeah. It, it, it keeps the value of traditional art or, or, you know, art created by a human yep it it keeps the value of that yeah there are too many things out there devaluing human work yes and i value human work okay anyway um let's move on because we've got food too yeah let's talk about some food yeah wait wait i took notes i took notes angela took notes and i need to play this. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay. Okay. Now, I didn't get all these names written down <laughs> because... The menu was taken down. The menu was taken basically right as I was trying to write them. So, anyway, we ate at Himalaya Restaurant. Mm. That that was the name, by the way. Yeah, Just Himalayan, Himalayan restaurant. restaurant. No, that's it. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. It Very had, simple. It had Great. cuisine. Basically, if if the country or culture is in the Himalayas, they in they in. Included Cruising it in it. some way, but it's mostly it was mostly like Tibetan Nepalese food. Tibetan Nepalese yeah. and yeah. and I think there was a little bit of Indian. Yeah, north a little bit of northern Indian. Yeah. So. So. Uh. But no Bhutanese. Was there a Bhutanese one? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure not if there sure. was, but they didn't exactly have it divided into cultures. Yeah. So there could have been, and we just didn't know it because we didn't have it. Oh. It, it wasn't specifically pointed out. Um, let's see. We so st- we started out. Pam yeah. was Pam was uh, sipping on a mango lassi. Yeah. Be- before we got there, Pam got there first because I got. Yeah, I got there first. Yeah, because I got lost because of all the construction that was going on in that area, and I did kind of take the wrong turn. At one point? Yeah. Anyways, Pam got a mango last time when we got in. <laughs> I was I was like, I I don't know if I should order any like food, but all I know is that I really am craving a mango lassi. And that's what I got. And mm. guess what? I finished it before you got 
Yeah. yeah. There. I'm I'm guessing that meant it was really good. Oh, it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. Anyway, um so when when you guys finally got there, I think the 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 thing that I ordered was you got the lamb biryani, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what you got. Edwin was looking at the at the menu and laughed at the name of one of the menu items, Sag. It's, oh. it's spelled S-A-A-G. Saag. I don't know how For those it's... of you Filipinos out there, <laughs> Saag. What does it mean again? <laughs> it means lost. <laughs> we should have ordered it. <laughs> it's lost. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Edwin would have said, hi, can I get one order of lost? Yeah, please. All right. Sorry. Back, back to the... Season one, please. I want season one of lost. <laughs> Sorry, back to the lamb biryani. Yep. Yeah, tell I us have, about it, Pam. I have a note that it was not Minnesota nice. <laughs> well, okay. I got the mild because usually when I'm at a new place, I always start at mild and then work my way up. Mm-hmm. Plus, I was hungry. I didn't. Whenever I get hungry, I always tend to like go go easy on the spice so that I could yeah. get my fill. Oh, it's for those that love spice, spicy food. You'll like the biryani. I mean, I got <laughs> mild, which I think was like the second, second or third on their spice level. I mean, it was really good. Mild was second and third. Yeah, that's spicy. <laughs> no, there's, I thought there's, it was. There's, I think there's a level like no spice. Oh. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no spice. Oh, okay. And I think Mild is the next one. Oh. So just just to forewarn all of you uh, Minnesota nice people, uh, you might want to start with the no spice because Mild did have a kick. It it did have a kick, and it was a steady kick. I would mm-hmm. say, like my tongue didn't get any number or whatever. It was able to pick up on the spices, and. It was good. The thing was, I noticed the dish that you ordered. And just FYI, anybody who's going there, it's family style. It is family style. It's family style. So when you order a thing, it's going to feed at least two people. Some of the dishes, it'll feed three people. Some of the dishes will feed three people. I think the biryani will probably feed three people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That was huge. And you know what? The, The meat was well cooked it mm-hmm. was tender um even even when yeah I was, so i had leftovers even when i did reheat it it didn't get any spicier so it retained its spicy uh flavor well, that's good that is good and it was good that's good very so, good news. yeah what did you guys order again we got one of the combos we yeah it, it's the one that <laughs> It's the one that had one vegetable option and one meat option. Uh, the first one that we got was the uh, pakora paneer, the which is palak palak paneer. It was a cheese one. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Was it? I thought it was pakora. No, it's palak. Palak. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's one of my favorite dishes. It's apparently, thing. I wrote down the notes wrong. Yeah, but it's a it's that. The it, like okay. Indian cheese curry thing. Um, 
use yeah. it. You know, it's it's one. You know, it's a veg. It's a vegetarian dish. Um, not vegan. It's vegetarian. Just because yeah, <laughs> they still yes. use yogurt and everything. Yeah, so, it was very tasty. It's good. I liked it. It it was up there with all the other paneers that that I definitely enjoy. It is your. And here's the thing. I asked for like what medium um, spice. No, I think you asked for mild. Yeah, you guys did ask medium. Was it medium? Yeah, that's what I thought. Because it wasn't that spicy. No. <laughs> so it, it wasn't that spicy. You said one is mild, one medium. I th I think you got mild on yours, I and I got medium on mine. And I think yours was actually a little bit spicier than mine. But somehow. it wasn't spicy. Even yours wasn't that spicy. I tasted yeah. yours, and it wasn't that spicy. Yeah, Which is I, weird. I feel I, like they kind of switched it between. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a chicken one. It was oh, like, which chicken one did I get? Because I chicken masala. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, this you know a a basic curry and yeah. it was really tasty. It was it was yeah. very well done. And I was getting but hangry. I was getting that. so hangry, and apparently yeah. my notes suffered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I did not realize it. Oh yeah, but the combo that we got also came with. One cup of soup and uh, one serving of a, uh, like a daikon radish. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a salad. Um, salad. Mula something or other. I apparently <laughs> mula. was. Uh, anyway, but it was. It had daikon radish. Yeah. That one had a strong bite. <laughs> it did have a strong. It was tasty though. Yeah, it was. I, it was really refreshing. Yeah, it was. It was really good. It, yeah. Um, I I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and there, the soup that we got, um, I didn't take very good notes. I was all <laughs> excited about my notes, and apparently I didn't take very good notes. Angela was but hangry. I was, I was so hangry. Just like... <laughs> what was that it, thing that we ate? It was, it was a soup. Uh, uh, it, I think it was, it was a, a... It was a cold... I feel like it was almost like a cold No, soup. It, it, was it was a warm a, soup. Was it warm soup? Yeah. Oh. But it was hearty and it had lots of flavor. Yeah, it was really good, really enjoyable. It um, was. It was definitely vegetarian. There was no meat in that thing. Yeah. Um. um it, and it also came with one serving of a. The combo came with one serving of a dessert. We got the kir, which and it was the coconut one that was also vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, so we got the coconut kir. I think that was actually it was, vegan. It might have been because they were using coconut milk. Yeah. But yeah. it was light, yeah. it was sweet, and it was really refreshing. It was um, good. Yeah, the, the, I think it has like, uh, yeah. it's basically rice pudding. Yeah, basically, basically Asian rice pudding. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got a little more milk to it. It's got, it has, um, it definitely has like, like a hint of, it had like a hint of like, I want to say it was like allspice. Yeah. Yeah, just very, very lightly spiced, yeah. and it it was really refreshing. Really good yeah. way to end the meal. Yeah, and we have the naan because I needed. Of course, naan, we needed the naan. Right? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but I noticed that the. Okay, so I'm just gonna say this. Okay, Calzada. Take note. They gave us the proper oh, portion of rice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big plate of rice. Big plate of basmati rice. It was excellent. I was very happy to see a big plate of rice. It, it, 
I can confirm he was very happy. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Come on. It's like... The, the whole cup cup of rice thing, it doesn't... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, on the D20, what should we give Himalayan restaurant? All right. Personally, I'm going to give it a 16. Because okay. it, it was good. Um, my complaint is more that the guy who was running it was... He, he was a little slow to pay attention to us. And while the food it was... It seemed like a one-man show. Sure. Yeah. That guy was, that guy was great, I Yeah, thought. he was really, really friendly. It's just... We did wait a long time to order, even after we put down yeah. our menus and were clearly ready. He uh, was a little... Was, I, think it was, I think it was like the only one, like... Being the wait staff there because I didn't see anybody else. Kind of. It also didn't seem like it was real busy. There was people outside. It... That was the other thing. I don't know. I don't. Know. My my thing was that I thought he was he was okay. He was good. You know. Yeah, he he was very considering... friendly. Oh yeah. Right. But I also, gave him a good tip. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> also, my other thing is, I already have a favorite place to get Indian food and a favorite place to get Tibetan food, and. Those those ones are gonna be hard to topple from their pillar from their uh, See, I from their podiums. I have to pedestals. go back to those. I really have to go and back to those. It has, it's been a while since we went to the Benton rest to Benton Corner. Yeah, but like my memory oh, yeah, of them. That, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah, my memory of them like it's gonna it be hard good. to topple those yeah. from from their pedestals. It, it is mainly because they are really good. Yeah, and best of India in St. Louis Park. Mm. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the outside look looks doesn't look like anything, right? But the food is That's... fantastic, and, and everybody who's been there who have recommended that place say the exact same thing. And and the servers <laughs> there are really, really on yeah. top of things. Like yeah. they, they are professional, always, <laughs> and they are yeah, always yeah. walking around to the tables yeah. to fill to fill up the water glasses, yeah. like. They they do not stop. If they don't have anything to do, they yeah. are going around to tables and topping off water. Yeah. And the Penn Corner one, I, I still... The, the only reason why I like that place, really, is because I feel it's... They have, like... And this was kind of sort of missing in the Himalayan restaurant one, was, like... Was, like... I didn't know which ones were really, like... You know, like, from which country. It kind of felt more of, like, a... Like an Indian restaurant. An Indian you know? restaurant with some Tibetan in with it. With some Tibetan in it, but I didn't know which one exactly were the Tibetan ones, you know? So anybody who's like trying to mm. experience like full on, like, I want something from Bhutan, I want something from Nepal, I want something from Tibet or yeah. India. Tibet, you couldn't really do that. Yeah, Tibet know? Corner has has it clearly marked what which, what region the the menu items are from. Yeah. And there's a picture of the of the Dalai Lama and the chef. So that is a plus, and there's there was a bus of 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 Buddhist monks. Anyway, so so, so my score for it is a sixteen. Um, Pam, what was your score for it? I would have to agree with your sixteen. I would have to agree because of the service. Um, I, even when I was there, even when it wasn't as busy as when, you know, when we got the food and got serviced and all, it was still him. Yeah. 
Now, I don't know if it's a staffing issue or... Because we went on a week a weeknight. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, if the food... The food there was good. And I will have to agree that, like, it, we've tried other better spots. We... It's got some stiff competition. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like Indian, Tibetan places around town. So it's, it's, it's another one of those. Would you ever go out of your way to come back? Yeah. My answer would be no. Well, if I was around town, right? Yeah, if, if you were in the area, yeah. Yeah, right. But, like, like, but would, but would you make a special trip out there? No, I would make a special trip for Tibetan Corner. Yeah. See, right. that's where the difference is. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. I'll okay. go, I'll What's go 16. Okay. I'm going to go 16. Right. And and here's the thing. I kind of want to go back because that outdoor seating place mm-hmm. looked cool. That That is pretty nice. <laughs> that is a perk yeah. that I don't yeah. think the other restaurants have. Yeah. I think so. Tibet Corner has outdoor seating. I've oh, never, does it? Okay. I never did their outdoor seating at Tibet Corner. Though. Yeah. The best of India does not. No. Anyway. Right. Um, so, any yeah. more, any last uh, words before we move on about Himalayan restaurants? I am ready to uh, find our next chill place. Okay. I'm, I'm also ready to find our next chill place. Yo, Pam, Edwin, I know you were hoping for a specific place yeah. because we want to get certain foods before the summer ends. Yep. So where are we going? So we, Pam and I, uh, were discussing before Angela came in, um, and I think you agreed to this, right? Oh Angela? yes. Okay. Yes. So we're gonna go find some dessert, <laughs> summer dessert, and there is some a specific cool place that is in our roll sheet, right? Our our D one hundred roll sheet that we're just gonna pick out amongst the rest, just because we're looking for. For dessert, and that's Nelson's ice cream. And Gotta have the ice cream before Saint it gets cold. Saint Paul, right? Snelling Avenue on Snelling mm-hmm. Avenue. Um, no, we're not going to my brother Nelson's house to get ice cream. Sorry, Nels. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go to Nelson's ice cream in Saint Paul. Uh, so um, this should be interesting. Um, this has been in our list since pre-COVID. Yes. So it's, it's been there forever, and, and it's still I open. am excited. Yeah, and it's still open. Yay! So that's a plus. It, it made <laughs> it through, which means there's something special there's something about special. it. <laughs> and we'll be looking All for right. that something special. Yeah. So I think I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Let's wrap it yeah. up. Sweet. Okay, so I'm going to do this. <laughs> There we go. And thanks again, everybody, for joining us for episode 80. We're glad you stuck around. Um, you can find me, Angela, on the Twitterverse. I'm still on Twitter for now. Uh, at you mean Pleasant X? Doom. Oh, yeah. It's sorry. X. It's X now. It's X now. And I will I, I will eventually be an X user. <laughs> but, oh. yeah, you, you can still find me on X yeah. at Pleasant Doom. Pam. All right, my name is Pam. Uh, I'm also on X very, very seldomly. Uh, you could, you can try to reach me out there at PandaCatDragon1. Uh, I'm more I'm more on the podcast Instagram page uh, at PandaCatDragon. Um, you could also reach us at the Facebook page 
called Legend Creators, where you could uh, check out this podcast as well as our other podcast called Hello Hello Hangout. And you can reach me on DIY Edwin, and you can see on the Instagram. On the Instagram, yes. it's on Instagram. <laughs> I no longer have a GeoCities page. <laughs> it's on Instagram. Okay, so you can reach me at DIY Edwin on Instagram. You can look at all the pictures I've been taking there, and all my all my state park trips and some regional park trips. Um, yeah, or again, you can reach us on. Dungeon Diners at gmail.com if you so wish. Comment, like, and subscribe. Comment Tell if your you've friends. already subscribed. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. <laughs> like us, please. I like. Hey. like. Anyway, <laughs> thanks again, everybody, for listening and sticking around to for Dungeons Dining and Dog. Bye. Bye.